The following thoughts, opinions, stories, and expressions are meant for those who will appreciate them. If you don't, we hope you keep an open soul to encounter another here on 34 Questions. Peace. In three, two, one. What's going on, folks? Welcome to 34 Questions. I'm your host, 34. And today we have round two with Frankie Santos. How you doing, Frankie? Doing well. Thank you. Show sure, man, thank you for coming back again. Uh, you know, yeah. <laughs> you're probably the fastest person who's done a, a second episode. But hey, we we hardly talked these past few years, so I'm always yeah. happy to have you on. Um, but yeah, man, let me let me just ask you first off, what was the experience like your first time around? Uh, it was good. Um, I mean, I do a, a ton of Zoom calls, but like this was completely different because it's obviously not work related. So it was kind of cool to talk about, um, you know, unrelated or or related to to like this topic, kind of um, freestyling and go going over like things you know you normally wouldn't even think about. So it's pretty cool. I enjoyed it. Were were you were you nervous at all, or were you just kind of like whatever? I'm yeah. just gonna dive into it. I think the first 10, 15 minutes was a little just trying to get used to it because like, like I said, the format and like looking at myself on screen, maybe that was the distracting part. Um, but yeah, I think after 15, 20 minutes kind of got into the rhythm. So I'm excited to jump into it today. For sure, man. For sure. Uh, so for the folks out there who don't know the flow of the show, we usually do some warm up questions and then we'll jump into the wheel of fate. And then after that, do some closeout questions. But since this is round two for Frank, we're just going to jump into the wheel of fate. Um, so let me pop that open for you. There it goes. Oh, man, <clears throat> it looks terrible right now. And I got to fix it. <laughs> but uh, I mean, yeah, let's you do know, it live. Do it live. <laughs> it happens. It happens, man. Yeah. It happens. Uh, but anyways, so this is like. I've been trying to, you know, do different things with like the layout and the format of the show. This is tell me if tell me audience too if you like this because normally I switch back and forth scenes, but now I'm just gonna keep it to like our main stage and uh, do the do the spins those way. But uh, here we go and first spin. So there's no easy, medium, hard this time, Frank. We're just gonna oh. flow with the numbers. <laughs> yeah. All right. Here we go. Number five. Uh, what do you think exists but serves no purpose? Oof. Exists but serves no purpose. Oh, man. Um, I automatically thought, like, what would be... Uh, sorry, there's, like, dogs here. They're, like, playing. It's cool. But, it's cool. Uh, <laughs> again, um, it's really hard because, like, you think what's useless is, like, what you can't see or... You know something like air but air serves a crazy purpose or like worms you know you don't really think think of worms but they serve a great crazy purposeful life also um i'd say i mean everything has a purpose i believe but if it's if it's a good purpose or a bad purpose like pollution that serves a purpose but uh it's not really a good thing um uh, I mean, I got, got you. Any, got a I'm, hint? <laughs> <laughs> there's, there's no right or wrong answer, man. I, actually, so this is a new question, and I remember think, thinking it through. And sometimes I write questions, not even like figuring out an answer for myself. Oh yeah. But yeah. Uh, you know, so what would I say exists but has no purpose? Uh man. 
like like you said there, there could be bad purposes um <laughs> and i guess i would i guess I, I i should frame this question as like what would you get rid of uh if you could mm. like anything um i guess it relates to this other question i had about uh if you could get rid of one emotion what would you get rid of but mm-hmm. so you, yeah go ahead so i choose pollute i choose pollution then you know if that's the one we're gonna get rid of uh <laughs> just because you know earth is like finite in terms of uh resources i watch a lot of sci-fi shows so it's always about like us leaving earth <laughs> in the future <laughs> so like that's kind of where i see see it going I mean, so like, how do you feel about that? Do you feel uh, as far as leaving Earth, like how much of a focus should that be versus, you know, some folks think like, yo, man, we, we got to fix what we got right now. I think we talked about this a long time ago. Uh, I was like talking about like NASA and like like all this like crazy exploration stuff. And you're like, yeah, we, we have a lot of issues back at home here on, on, on Earth. And it's true. Uh, and I don't think we should ignore those things. Uh, but when you have companies going for space and like, you know, they call it the final frontier because it's just endless and we have barely explored it. Um, When you have companies and people going out there, you get innovation and those innovations could be used on earth. Um, I think, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong or I don't know if you know this, but uh, while researching like water filtration, I think something like that, um, NASA found the solutions for like water or water filters and, mm-hmm. and like what's the technology that's used today um, everywhere like in your Brita pitcher uh, so those kinds of things I think help um, people here on earth um, but uh, yeah it's, it's tough it's tough because there's you know especially now you see like billionaires going up into space um, but then we have like you know world hunger poverty uh, I think the gap's just going to get bigger uh, from here on out yeah is there a way to is there any way to change that trajectory of the gap getting bigger (laughs) because you know i mean i'm the kind of person who's gonna gonna try to work towards closing the gap (laughs) yeah but uh i know the odds are are stacked against me Uh (laughs) (laughs) yes especially in america um i mean because we were capitalist society so uh, of course, it's like whoever makes the most profit is going to benefit the most. Um, yeah, it's unfortunate. I mean, you do have like, that's why you have, you know, politics and people saying, oh, I'm for the people. Um, you know, people pushing for the middle class, lower class to, to get assistance and get like, you know, to close the gap. Uh, but that's just like a whole topic. It's like, does that actually work? And um, and then you have people saying, oh, that's like um, a socialist when you have like these kinds of programs and stuff, <laughs> which is like, I don't know. I don't get why there's such a negative uh, connotation on, on that M- might be leftovers from, you know, our parents generation. Uh, but there are good, good things and bad things. Of course, everything's a balance. For sure. You know, it's funny. I, I just met a co-worker who is actually like, you know, not... <laughs> I wouldn't say outspoken, but he was one of the first that I felt like was openly talking about socialism and, uh, you know, how and I guess it's taboo for, for a lot of folks. Like, oh, don't talk about <clears throat> politics around me. Uh, I, yeah, I still don't know exactly. Like, I'm not well versed in it, 
Um, but I feel like the general idea is that like everyone looks out for everyone. <laughs> I mm -hmm. think I'm spending it very positively. Yeah. In that no, way. <laughs> like it, it's like it's like uh, instead of uh, you know this is our this is a spaceship that the U.S. has. It's our spaceship. Everyone's spaceship. You know this is uh, well not just the U.S. but yeah within the U.S. everyone owns that or it's it's everyone's. It's everyone gets a piece of the pie. Uh, I think that's kind of simplifying it, but yeah, that's if you have to kind of break it down. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think I don't, I don't have too much issue of people like working hard and getting and or getting what they earn and stuff like that. But I wish there was like more free will choices of people like giving back <laughs> uh, instead of like just trying to reach a number and reach the next number um, <clears throat> as far as like wealth goes. But. Uh, mm -hmm. Yeah, no. Yeah, actually, this ties back into what you you asked me. What would I get rid of earlier? And I I think it would be uh, greed. Like what what I feel like serves the worst purpose. I don't would be greed. Mm. Um, you know that feeling mm. of not having enough. But isn't that like almost instinctual? Like our human instinct is to always want more or do more, or get more. Um, which kind of sucks. <laughs> now yeah, that I think about it things are never enough like uh, no matter what level you reach it's uh people always want more people will never be happy and it, it is part of our instincts i i think yeah yeah i mean uh what would you say makes you happy right now besides won't give you easy out of like family and stuff like that <laughs> outside of family where would you say you get your joy from <clears throat> hmm uh, my hobbies. Uh, I mean, I haven't had time for all of them, but uh, I'd say gaming. I think I touched on it a little bit in the past pod. Um, gaming is like a huge like passion of mine. It always has been. Um, it's brought me friendships and it's helped me maintain friendships over my life just because it's like a virtual space where you can just hang out, right? Um, with your friends. And, you know, while hanging out in person is fun, <laughs> uh, there's certain things you can't do in person that you can do, you know, online. Um, so, um, yeah, I mean, over the pandemic, you know, there was a, a fun story. Um, we all played Warzone when it came out. There was like, I think the most people I've seen online that I knew was like eight people. Like, I haven't seen them online forever. And we all got on to play Warzone. And uh, that was a pretty cool sight to see. You had like, it was just like, I don't know. It's like, you know, at the end of the movie, you're like, oh, this guy, oh, this guy. Like everyone, <laughs> everyone showed up. And that was just one of the coolest things. Um, so yeah, I'd say gaming brings me a lot of joy uh, other than family, of course, and like free time. But uh, it's, uh, yeah, it's played a really big part in my life. Another cool story is like when I moved to Georgia, um, didn't have any friends, didn't know anyone. Uh, other than my family there um, <clears throat> but I made friends through Counter-Strike uh, I found out some people played in my class and uh, we all you know after school we got online and like I, I was ripping it <laughs> and they were like wow this Asian guy is pretty good uh, <laughs> and uh, yeah we, we bonded that way I mean these are people from the south like you know never talked to an Asian person before uh, mind you, this is like 2003, 2004, uh, so there wasn't a ton of diversity yet. And uh, yeah, it was, it was just cool, really cool. And also playing DDR with my my um, 
my, my Latino friend, he was like really into DDR and I was like, oh, cool. Yeah, let's, let's play. And I went to his house and, you know, he had the mats set up and everything. Uh, so built a lot of friendships on, on gaming. Man, were you like so good at DDR? You didn't even have to look like you knew the steps. <laughs> <laughs> you know, some I'm, people would be I'm like, okay. <laughs> so I'm, t- I'm kind of terrible, but actually my, my wife's really good. For sure. At DDR. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what's it called? You ever been in the zone or like, what would, what would you consider yourself in the zone in gaming? Like, well, what's that experience like <laughs> for Ooh, you? Yeah, that's, I'd say um, back in the day when I had no responsibilities, <laughs> I'd be up till like, I'd be up till like 4 a.m playing and like i'd say between one and three is like i hit my stride like a beast comes out and i'm just like hitting the headshots and like you know just really enjoying myself and going off um but obviously i don't i don't really stay up that late playing games anymore i gotcha i gotcha yeah. are you gonna hop on to um vr at all like the metaverse and all that stuff <clears throat> dude already there yeah yeah okay already there yeah yeah um <laughs> It's uh, it's got a ways to go, but it's it's actually. I mean, I think 2016, I, I had the uh, PSVR, and I thought that was like super cool. Um, I mean, the the headset was pixelated, the screen wasn't as you know good as the ones out now. But I was like, okay, this is gonna go somewhere. And uh, recently, I got the Oculus uh, Quest Two, and it's like ten times better. Whoa! And, yeah, because oh, it's shit. just you just put it on your head, and there's no wires or anything. Um, it's really it's truly immersive. Obviously, the graphics could get better over time, but um, what they're doing is really cool. And I see once they can make it more like comfortable and like not as cumbersome of like putting something on your face that feels heavy. I think it's gonna really take off. People are gonna get addicted to it. Uh, people maybe not as like Player One, where everyone is in it, but uh, ready, you know, Ready Player One, the movie. Um, but I think it's going to grow a lot. And uh, if you're like into investing, definitely keep your eye on that space. Okay. Well, there goes a free tip for y'all. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit! Hold on. I pl- unplug my headphone. <laughs> what kind of headphones are those? What's that? What kind of headphones are those? Uh, they're Avantri. They're like they're budget, but you know they're super comfy. I've had them for like three years now. Um, mm-hmm. And what I like most about them is that they're Bluetooth and like aux cord uh nice. yeah yeah so i think that was really important to me when i bought these i, I liked them so much i bought two so <laughs> oh wow yeah one travel one one for home but um yeah yeah anyways yeah vr i brought a vr because i just had a i had this meeting where we were doing like event planning for uh this this like alumni group and they were talking about like oh we should do- definitely do something in the metaverse next year i'm like damn are you expecting everybody to be in the metaverse already like, <laughs> but uh they're they're very stem they're a very stem centric program so i'm like maybe they got the you know connection and hookup for everybody to be up in the metaverse but uh that just blew my mind like i, I feel like this is just happening now and you know they're trying to hop on it and expect a whole hell of people to be there when i don't yeah. think everybody has access <laughs> yeah well i mean right now the metaverse is just a bunch of they, they're really just calling it like game games like any game online game where you have a bunch of people playing like in in a you know a server or like um there's massively multiple players like that that's basically any mmo and when mmos have been out for a long time um, the, I guess the difference is that it's supposed to be seamless between the worlds, 
and like mm-hmm. the different games you play but it, it's not there yet obviously people are it's like a gold rush people are trying to be the, the leader in the space um and be the one that has the most players uh, like roblox is huge right now um it's like what all the kids are playing and the platform they use um yeah ask any kid like they're they're all playing yeah, roblox <laughs> yeah <laughs> and then uh have you heard of core core no actually i've heard of that one i think so i me and han ended up playing on it for a little bit and he told mm-hmm. me it's just like roblox but like going for the tween tween age like 12 to <laughs> 12 to 15 um okay yeah yeah so older. Yeah, you can make, you know, you can make games in there and have everybody like just join a game, which I think is like Roblox, but I never I felt what like What did you think of it? Uh Core? Yeah. Core was cool, man. Like I really enjoyed games that were like um there were a lot, a lot of obstacle games basically, kind of like the MX Rider games where you would mm. just kind of like go up and down. I forgot I forgot what that game was called. But um you know what I'm talking about, just obstacles that you got to get through with your character. Yeah. Uh, other than that though, I think a lot of things got repetitive. It was like the same game over and over again. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's probably like 10, 10 variations. Uh, there was this one that was kind of dope. It was a third person shooter, but then like you had, you had hiders. It was called hide and seek. Um, and then as it, the the players would get split into two teams, one team would be the hiders, and they would they could like camouflage as an object. So you okay. know you could yeah. be like yeah one of those um and those are fun i've seen a lot of funny videos of like people playing <laughs> like, uh, <clears throat> object hunt i think yeah yeah, yeah. uh same principle uh was so, there voice chat there was voice chat there was voice chat yeah yeah and I, I never really got down with the voice chatting man um if you ask homies i play video games with or at least sports games i never trash talk even though they trash talk like crazy i'm always yeah. like my, my game will speak for itself you know <laughs> I'm gonna kick their ass in silence. <laughs> and Take then some I'll... of this. Take some of that. <laughs> pretty much, man. Pretty much. <laughs> oh, uh, um, me and Ben, um, we we tried out this new shooter um, on Oculus, and uh, it's like a casual, like for kids, like y- like younger audience. It's what? a free game. Um, it was on, yeah, it's on Oculus, so it's it's VR, and we we logged in just to check it out. And it's like um, so, like arena shooter, like, um, and you can like get skins, like change how your guy looks. Um, but it's cool because like you can like throw knives at each other. It's like uh, we were like dueling, you know, we we're like um, you know walking paces, turning around, like trying to like whoever shoots shoot, shoots the other person wins. Um, <laughs> but just like yeah, we're just like messing around in this virtual space. I thought it was like really cool, and like the more people get on i think it would be even more fun um, gotcha yeah like there's a paintball game that's free um under rec room that one's fun people trash talk all the time but it's like it's a it's a paintball like cartoon cartoony looking game it, it's it's just fun that's what i mean i'm excited for that because that that would bring me back to the playing gaming in my high school like computer class it was one like there was a paintball first person shooter i don't know if you ever played that mm. uh, back in the day but that that sounds dope to me um i was gonna say have you ever do you know any let me do you know any good co-op in-person games right now like couch co-ops yeah uh hmm that's hard because i feel like they've been dying the last five to ten years like slowly disappearing is it because the money's not there like they'd rather have you be online all the time 
Yeah, it, they want people to have their individual accounts. They encourage people to buy their own copy of the game. Um, yeah, unfortunately, but there are some there are some games out there that encourage um, sharing the screen and you know playing in person. And I I really um, I really like back those companies. I think um, there's this the game of the year uh, was uh, I think it was given to the game of the year award was given to. It takes two, I think. That's what it's have, called. Have you played that? Um, I have it, but I haven't played it yet. I brought it up because um, I was gonna bring. I've actually just played. I'm playing it rec- I'm recently right now with though. Um, and it's it's an interesting, fun game. It's the only co-op game that, that's that's like easy <laughs> to pick up and play. Uh, but yeah. you know the story and like what it's all about. Y- yes, I I know a little bit about it. Um, and I'm really excited to play it, to be honest. So. Yeah, no, it's a. Yeah. I've only, it's only been. I don't know how many chapters there are, but we've only played through three. And uh, it, Who are you I don't playing know, with? I'm with Donita. Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. Cool. That's awesome, man. So, yeah, yeah. A lot, a lot of like talking points, right? Like. Oh yeah. Like, <laughs> it's, it's a very relationship builder kind of game. <laughs> um, we we got to do like a review of it when we're both done. All right, all right, for sure. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I even thinking about like streaming it, but I gotta figure that out. You, do you mm. ever Twitch? Like, do you ever stream your games and stuff? Uh, no. But they make it so easy to like cast your screen and like share and stuff. So I mean, um, I mean, not only on PC but like on Oculus and stuff too. Uh, they make it really easy to do that. It's all built in. Yeah. How how is it like holding the controller and moving around in VR? Because I don't know. Yeah, I feel like it's not intuitive enough in my my mind. But how's yeah. your experience been? Uh, it's um, I, it's okay. It's not like super mm. super intuitive. You don't have like finger dexterity, uh, but you have triggers usually. And then, you know, just think of it as like a half of a N sixty four like <laughs> joystick. You're like yeah. you're like <laughs> holding it, and then like if I want to pick up something, it's point trigger. Yeah. I got you. Yeah. Oh, I remember why I brought up that other game. It's um, because when me and Ben tried it, it was just like all kids, like all kids. And it's crazy because it's like, man, it's like, wow, they're like maybe eight to 13 to 14. And they're like, they're growing up with this as like the, the norm, man. And like they expect better and better and better. So it's just really going to take off, I think. Yeah, man, because... You know, we we were introduced to the cell phones, and we thought those were hella dope at the time. <laughs> Dude, Snake! Remember everyone trying to trying to beat the high score on Snake, like well, a, a person's phone. I feel like there was another game. <clears throat> was there only Snake? Now there was like Solitaire, I think, on some of them. Uh, but yeah, I don't know, like who thought about putting that game on there. It was like it's gonna be so easy to program. We could put it on everything, <laughs> <laughs> and they're like, "This is gonna be the shit." <laughs> <laughs> It was. It was for a long ass time. Yeah, uh, all right, man. I'm gonna give the the wheel another spin here. Let's see what we get. Number sixteen. All right. Your question is going to be, what are some of your distractions? Hmm. Distractions. Uh, I'd also say gaming. <laughs> <laughs> that's definitely one it's like oh, i can't wait to finish work so i can hop on and like um you know just just play and, and see see the homies um but other than gaming um let's see uh 
Oh, TikTok. That's mm. that's a huge one. Huge, huge, huge. And that's how you know they're doing a great job at building their product is like people are addicted to TikTok. And uh, <laughs> there are a lot of good things about the platform, like available, like being able to go viral with nothing, like no marketing budget and like <clears throat> not even hashtags, but just making something and putting it out there. And if it's if it's like really good it's going to be shared it's going to be it's going to explode i recently went uh viral on tiktok 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 <laughs> um back in um uh, september i think um and it was you know it was a gaming gaming tiktok uh as as of today it's got three million views um over three hundred thousand likes so it's a, uh, and it's like every day i, I wake up and i see the the notifications people are still sharing it and still commenting on it and it's just it's just crazy it's like you know what what other platform can you do that where something spreads that viral and first it was like popular in the u.s as the weeks went on it would go i would see different languages in the comments like it would go to russia and then it went to like mexico and it's like i don't even know what they're saying and <laughs> but you know there's just tons of engagement it was i thought it was really cool to see and it's still happening now like four months later damn <laughs> yeah uh would you say you found your corner of uh tiktok because that's what i hear like you know it has that bad rap of being all dance videos and you mm -hmm. know kids trying to not be kids <laughs> uh, there's so. traps <laughs> there's yeah, traps a yeah a lot of a lot of those <laughs> <laughs> but uh that's but on the flip side people have told me if you really find your niche and like your interests if tiktok knows who you are you're gonna find some really great content because that's what people i mean everyone's mm -hmm. throwing it on there oh yeah yeah um i'd say yeah i think my, my feed is mostly i'd say it's like gaming sports um funny stuff um <laughs> <laughs> Mostly those. I got uh, you. Yeah. Funny, st okay. funny stuff is so vague, you know? Like, <laughs> could be anything. <laughs> sexy girl. Yeah, funny stuff. <laughs> what does yours look like? Uh, right now, man, I think I still get, since TikTok doesn't know me that well, I still get the TikTok videos of um, people dancing. Uh, and like, I guess people doing voiceovers. I got a lot of people doing voiceovers over mm. other things um which funny stuff you know, <laughs> yeah funny funny stuff um and i so other than that like i try to put out you know clips of the pod podcast on there uh maybe do hashtags like i've done them consistently until the latest video i didn't do hashtags on just trying to see what happens um yeah. but you know i think the clips i need to cut and i need to like do a little put a more a little more effort into it just so it doesn't seem like oh just this is boring ass clip you know like <laughs> i gotta add some effects to it for the kids but yeah the, so they're they're like attention span i mean my, our attention span is not that great either but it's even worse with them like they want instant gratification and yeah it's someone who works as someone who works like in the ad space like you gotta front load your content like in the first three seconds you gotta hook someone so damn i got you I yeah. definitely see like the whole change of I don't know if you noticed, but I noticed because watching movie trailers on YouTube or whatever, they always show me like in the first ten seconds like a good amount of it is like now the tra the trailer starting. Yeah. After you showed me all this, <laughs> shit, I'm like damn. But uh, I get it. I heard it's because 
you know, people want to know exactly what they're getting into or committing committing <laughs> the yeah. first 10 seconds. Uh, I have a lot of um, experience running ads in Facebook um, or making ads for Facebook and looking at the data. And um, I can tell you that if you put a 30 second ad out there, pe most people are not going to see even half of it. They're going to drop off from like seven to nine seconds. Mm. Um, so that's why it's really important to put your important and like hook in the front, your, your important stuff and like front loading, just all of that, not trying to build it up like a movie, right? Uh, people will definitely not stick around for that. Um, but the ones that do stick around, those are the ones that will be more engaged with whatever you're talking about or whatever, like if it's a product, they will be more um, likely to like stay in the game or, or something like that or engage. Gotcha. Yeah. I'm going to, I have to shoot you a copy of a, of a ad, ad I was thinking about running like for a YouTube, a YouTube ad, um, mm -hmm. which I guess, you know, I should also know how to do that with Facebook. But uh, it's like a 15 second clip that I'm trying to promote 34 questions. And tell me if you can imagine this. It's like an art gallery with like 10 frames. Each frame has like <clears throat> another person's video. It's you, you see it all in one view. So they're like small little pictures of people kind of like talking because um, they're like videos in these frames. And then mm -hmm. uh, it's all, all the all of the audio from each interview is kind of all jumbled up so all you hear is like everyone talking at the same time and then just fades down which it says like i think it says share your story or something like that but um yeah i'll, I'll send that to you tell me any you got any feedback for that oh uh, that's cool uh, for some reason I, I ended up thinking about like um because you were, we were talking about descendants right before mm -hmm. like what would you want them to know i was just thinking of like some kids like watching it in the future like <laughs> on like a space tv or something <laughs> maybe not a space tv but it's oh, like, on the oculus yeah <laughs> the context the screen context whatever they're watching Ooh, grandpa. <laughs> man i mean honestly i i on the reverse side i'd be wondering what my descendants would kind of see for with me like talking to all these people <laughs> it's like damn he, yeah. he just really liked to talk to people <laughs> i mean that's that's yeah that's like part of your story right like it, it, you've always been this type of person even for this like podcast so it's cool you, yeah like you've known me in, in the past you you felt like it kind of it, it fits <laughs> like uh, oh yeah man yeah okay for sure for sure i, I don't know that <laughs> <laughs> but um and it's a trip because <clears throat> i think people have given me that feedback too it's like oh this you've, you've kind of been doing this and now it's just doing it in front of camera and i'm sure I, when we kick it and when we talked before i'm always like damn we should have recorded that um so yeah 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 that's all that's all i'm really doing uh but let me give this wheel another spin man just to let you know it's already been 30 minutes and we halfway cool, there man uh Number 11, here we go. What is your big idea? So like mm. your idea that for whatever reason, either your passion or you feel like it'd make the most, I don't know, you let us know. Mm. My big idea, well, uh, it's not to sell anything, that's for sure. Um, <clears throat> my idea is to retire early. My big idea, like for myself, and or be be comfortable enough to retire early so that i could spend more time uh on things that 
you know, don't have financial pressure. Uh, so I could spend more time with family, relatives, traveling. Um, and the, the big idea is to, you know, grind right now and, you know, sacrifice, you know, some hours of the day each day so that, uh, you know, 10 years from now, hopefully don't have to do this anymore. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> but yeah, man, that, that's kind of like the, the gist of it. How I'm doing it is, uh, I mean, should we go into detail or... <laughs> Well, I was going to ask you, what what age, what was your goal? Like, you got to, when, when's the, what are you shooting Shoot. for? I mean, if I could, tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to work forever. I I, like, my, I always talk to my dad about this. I'm like, I'm like uh, I don't want to, I don't want to work anymore. I'm trying to, like, retire. I'm trying to, you know, I don't know how they, I don't know how parents did it for so long. Like, I mean, I'm 32 and, like, the retirement age is like what 65 70 yeah around there yeah. like which is crazy like it's like <laughs> i can't imagine dude and i haven't even worked all of my 32 years it's just like the last i don't know 10 15 years so it's uh yeah i mean i'd say realistically like late 30s to forward like 40s probably uh, early 40s i'd love to retire and just like focus on passion projects focusing on like uplifting others, helping them find their passions and find their, like what they want to do, um, <clears throat> traveling and, you know, family time. For sure. For sure. Yeah, man. I mean, I remember when I thought I was going to be retired when I was 30. <laughs> that's good. Like that was, that was my goal, my dream. Um, but you know, retirement's an interesting thing. Cause like, well, one, you made a good point as far as our parents working for as long as they did. And, it seems bananas. I can't even stay at a job for more than a year. So, <laughs> so yeah, I'm like, yeah. damn, like it's almost that a, a sacrifice to, your, to that person. I mean, for our parents, I think they have these like strong and rigid goals. Um, and mm. my goals are are different. So I guess the way I go about it is, is different too. And a different generation, right? Like that's one thing I hear from a lot of people is like, oh, don't worry. That's just how millennials are, you know, like they're never going to stay in one place. They're going to keep going. Um, mm -hmm. But I know there's there's folks that can do it or who who end up staying at, at places. Um, very interesting, man. You made me reflect on like why, why I kept moving around. Um, but mm -hmm. yeah, it's normal. It's it's normal for our generation. Like even in my industry, people stay for like a year and they're like they're out, you know. I mean, do you think that's that's because they feel overworked or is it for like other reasons? I, I think the main thing is like there's such a rat race to like earn more. So if there's like even a slight increase and they think they have a better opportunity, they will jump ship because um, there's just not much loyalty to companies like how our parents had that, like, you know, people working jobs for like 30 years in the same place. Like it's really unheard of with our generation. Um, that's because we also have options too and you know we don't need to stay uh loyal to a company because companies aren't really loyal to us you know yeah, in the yeah. not all of them but that's you know were you the one who told me about the teenager who was like uh, i refuse to work for anyone until laws get in place so things are more <clears throat> equal or free <laughs> uh, <laughs> I don't, okay maybe you're not the one who told me that no. uh, <laughs> That but, sounds uh, a little crazy. <laughs> exactly. Uh, you know, and 
as a teenager, I guess you think you can make that change. <laughs> it sucks to say, but it takes a lot more than just wanting it to happen, you know. Um, my big idea, and I'll, I'll say this, I, I was planning to say this in every podcast just so I can yeah. like speak it into existence. But um, really, like, do a four-day work week, man. Um, oh, yeah. I yeah. Would, I support that. I vote for you. <laughs> Whatever you're running on. So, so my idea, though, is to, like, kind of plant the seeds as far as, um, you know, saying it on a podcast, but also telling kids who are in college. I feel like it's, if it's going to happen, it's going to start with the college kids because uh, people barely go to class on Fridays anyway. So if they really wanted to, I, I think... <laughs> Everyone could just dish Fridays <laughs> and make it a thing. Like, this is not what we're doing. And then from there, by the time they're in the workforce and like they have their degrees, they can have a bigger voice and yeah. maybe from there. But uh, yeah, so college kids, if you if you watch and don't go to school on Friday. <laughs> don't sign up for Friday classes. Oh, my God. That's a legit that way to do it. <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, man, that was a terrible experience uh, when I did that in college. I was like why 8 a.m friday <laughs> <laughs> i only did that my first year i remember fresh my very first semester i signed up for an 8 a.m friday class yeah. uh and then everyone said like oh thursdays are the night everyone goes out and i'm like what yep. the fuck <laughs> <laughs> it's like where did they write that I, I, yeah. I that wasn't that. that wasn't the handbook you know <laughs> yeah and how come nobody in college would tell that to us you know like <laughs> this big ass secret that <laughs> college kids could go out on thursdays Everyone signs up for Friday's classes at first, and it's like, oh man, why did I do that? <laughs> but uh, you know, having that Friday class though is gets you there for faster, right? Um, you know any folks that graduated early? Yeah, my uh, roommate, my random roommate in the dorms at SF State, he was uh, he was out of there. He was already a sophomore, like the second he moved in, like freshman year overachievers yeah. yeah i know somebody that uh graduated at 21 and started teaching high school like that same year they they graduated Jeez, and i'm all 21. like <laughs> and i'm like damn man <laughs> that's fucking bananas uh um, good for them though you know that's great i think it'd be hella hard for me to teach if i'm 21 <clears throat> trying to teach 18 year old or you know uh yeah. even at that age i could I don't know what I'd be able to teach, actually. <laughs> if, if you were going to teach a subject, what would you teach? Hmm. Uh, probably like some anything to do with building your career uh, in my industry. I think I, I can help with that. Uh, probably because I not I'm not saying like I'm a super expert at it, but that's just my experience. Um, and uh, anything to do with technology or gaming. Yeah, that'd be fun. What would you say is like a, a not known thing about, you know, coming up in your industry or like, you know, start like, yeah. What would you say? <clears throat> uh, burnout, man. It's real. Like, uh, and abusive employers, not the companies themselves, but the toxic work environments. There's mm. some pretty bad ones out there where it really changes people. People can go into a job all bright bright-eyed bushy-tailed and then come out of it just like i don't want to do this anymore <laughs> like i don't want to go down that route anymore i want to save you know that sanity for something else i want to do um yeah it's it's really high pace i mean growing up in the Sil silicon valley 
um that's just how it is like everyone's trying to survive and you know they will do anything to get ahead so the, the people that suffer the most are the employees but you know employees also it's also a really rewarding industry in terms of like pay compensation perks benefits like some of the crazy perks we had oh, my my first job was like <clears throat> or my first job in you know that in the industry was like there was massages like you can get free massages every month <laughs> like that's cool like you just sign up and you know show up and there's people on site like there's specific rooms for massages um and you could also get compensated for car washes and uh, getting your pets groomed. Uh, your haircuts were all paid for. Uh, yeah, so like pretty crazy stuff. And they were like, oh, we're sorry, but this is all we can offer right now. I'm like, really? <laughs> like, seriously? Like, Anything. I'm coming from working. Yeah, <laughs> I'm coming from working three jobs, like driving back and forth. And I was like, this is amazing. Just, I'll take it. You think... Um... A company can be too invested in its culture, like too many perks, too many like positive things. No, no, no <laughs> not at all, not at all. Uh, there's companies I know about. Um, I mean, I'll just say like uh, I know Supercell has a really good culture. Um, they're in mobile gaming. Obviously, they make Clash of Clans, Clash Royale, um, and yeah, I know their culture is like really good. They they hire the best, but they also offer the best in terms of everything i just mentioned um and they if you go on youtube you can actually watch some talks from the ceo and he talks about the company how it's a you know bottom-up company so their idea is that good ideas can come from anywhere like you can be at the bottom of the company and have like the best idea so they really keep their ear to that they listen to that and the ceo relies on like the ground floor company uh, ground floor employees to you know to like produce ideas and uh yeah i don't know man i've heard that that speech like 10 times already <laughs> yeah i know yeah i know I, uh, no no I, but I, know, I got you i got you I, mean, I know people who work there and like i really trust their uh their i, I trust their word and I trust if it's your truly word. like yeah. that yeah then that that's amazing um because no i don't know any other company like that um like personally that actually sticks to that. I know a lot of people claim that and they say, oh, we we value our employees. We value a you know workspace that's comfortable for everyone. But then how many companies actually follow through with it? Uh, that's different. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was, I, I feel like in every, any place I go, I try to invoke that culture or like try to create that <clears throat> culture. Yeah. Um, and I had a good, pretty, I had a pretty good opportunity at this one place. I don't know. This was after, after the high school four years ago. I don't know if you ever I told you. I worked for like a financial startup um, hmm. called the Mission Asset Fund. I don't know if you ever heard of them, but check them out. Um, but yeah, I was their culture office and uh, culture office. I forgot the last title, like manager. Uh, mm. And I was super hyped because it was like, okay, you get you get to create the culture of a place. Um, unfortunately, I was not ready to to give up my work life balance. Um, I think that's the only thing that really drove me out of it was that, you know, the my bosses at the time were like, hey, we're giving you the resources. You just need to give us your time, and you could do something here. 
um and i wasn't willing to give give up anything more than 40 hours a week uh and yeah i decided to walk away from that opportunity but you know yeah. it's it's a uh, it's and now coming back to this into a school uh and i have a similar idea of how i'm gonna do it with the kids i know that's my job is to do it with the kids and then in my mind like my extra shit that i think of trying to do is doing it for the teachers and the staff of the school which mm-hmm. you know i'm sure you you've seen people who try to build culture and all that stuff go down and it's really hard when there's not a lot of buy-in or people don't want to yeah. give the time to, to actually you know put the effort into it which i don't know for if i was going to approach you and be like hey man i got this um extracurricular you know event coming up are you going to come <laughs> or <laughs> like how does that that talk go with you <laughs> if i'm just like uh, a person? <laughs> i mean if it means connecting with everyone else on my team then you know of course i'm open to it uh but yeah there's trade-offs like okay that's my free time you know <laughs> um do i do, do i want to see these people <laughs> yeah yeah right. and and as a person who doesn't know what every how everybody feels about everybody you know like people may have good reasons not to get along and uh and i'm going in there like nah you know it's kumbaya you know everybody yeah. hold hands. <laughs> uh do trust falls <laughs> oh man that's uh, funny <laughs> Yeah, I don't know, man. It's it's a challenge, and I think if I'll be real, I think if I can, you know, do it to a point where it's really successful and like there's a great positive change in this one place, I would love to set up like a consulting thing where I go around and try to help businesses kind of build their culture. Uh, I don't have all the technical terms. I haven't read all the books, but you know. I got to see if it works with my approach and, you know, make sure it's successful first. (laughs) It's like, it's like business therapy. (laughs) Something like that, man. I don't know. Like team building, team building. Yeah. Yeah. Um, So I don't know if I told you the last time we talked last week, but um, one thing about what I really enjoy about my job right now is that I'm creating a teen lounge. Right. And uh, it's like, if, if I can make it a place where all the kids want to go to, then I, I I feel like I could create that at every school and just be like, here's a here's a place where kids feel like it's their own and they can enjoy themselves and relax. Uh, and that's the easy part, I think. You know, it's like kids come to school because they have to, but then if you give them a place in school that they want to be, then you know it's 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 like. You know, if they say location, 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 I mean, I'm in the school already. Like, create something yeah. that kids, you know, can be a part of. And I think there's money in that. If like, I, you know, that's not what I'm thinking about. But I think there's sponsorships that could be had where, you know, a company could be like, oh, we're all we're all for the kids. You know, like here, here's uh, some resources. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I got to write this shit down. Um, yeah. Well, just a closing thought on that. I think um, for me currently like my first i don't know maybe the first few years in this industry that i work in i was really doing it for myself just to like you know get ahead and like get to where i wanted to be um <clears throat> get all the experience i wanted uh, but now I, I really find joy in helping uh, my team like grow like individually um and then also just making cool stuff uh so it's really my joy comes from that now rather than you know for me looking for the next title or looking for the next um promotion um that's where my joy comes from now 
Michelle, man. So, uh, I was going to ask, in all of your experience, what would you say is uh, your favorite icebreaker? <laughs> oh, man. I I'm, hate icebreakers. <laughs> <clears throat> Remember yeah. the ones in, in school? It's like they just go around until it gets to you and you got to like say something by yourself. Yeah. I always had like my my heart would always be beating so hard. Uh, I don't know. Were you excited about those? <laughs> I am an icebreaker person, bro. You know, like, <laughs> I like uh, just yeah. coming up with that small talk. Oh, uh, you know who Josh Wilson is? I think that's his name. Josh Wilson. You ever heard that? Mm -mm. I, I just watched this uh, show. It's called How to, I think, with Josh Wilson. I'm looking, making sure right name. But How to with Josh Wilson. Uh, fuck. I don't think that's his name. <laughs> <laughs> But anyways, <laughs> it was, it's on HBO Max or Hulu, um, and it it's about this guy. I think you'd like it from the perspective. It is John Wilson. I'll do it with John Wilson. Um, but it's him talking like about you know making his points, and then everything that is like captured on video is all these candid moments from like you know him going around New York, uh, and. <gasps> You know what I'm talking about? Wait, is it okay? Uh, that sounds like Billy on the street. Okay, <laughs> it's not <laughs> it's like that. Uh, maybe I haven't seen Billy on the street. Is that the Bing Bong guy? Nah, no, nah. <laughs> Bing Bong. Uh, Billy on the street is I think he's like interviewing people randomly, he just walks up to them. Um, I'm just gonna double check this. Um, by the way, I'm still thinking about the icebreaker question. I think good, a good icebreaker is like knowing. Or having someone talk about their favorite show or favorite movies, or current ones to watch, um, because you can tell a lot from someone like by the shows they watch. I think like if it's dark or if it's comedy or if it's like uh, that's action. true. That's true. I, I think so. Yeah. Just because like watching a show and sitting down is like you taking a lot of time out of your life to to, to do that. So it, I think it is a big part of a person. But go ahead. Yeah. I actually looked up Billy on the street. It's the game show. Yeah, he's like, miss, miss, for $2. Like, you know, ask some ridiculous question. It's usually someone just like, uh, uh, uh. <laughs> like, it's, it's pretty good. It's All right, I'm, I'll check that out. I'll check that out. Uh, the Josh Wilson one, the first episode is uh, how, to, how to do small talk. Um, mm. And it got, like, super fucking deep into, like, how to connect with people and shit like that. But then the next episode was uh, how to scaffold. And it was, like, more informational about scaffolding. And, like... <laughs> When he tries to do a lot of like uh, connections with the with the uh, human nature in it, I'm like, that's that's interesting. Um, I heard a quote. It's like um, everyone is searching in life. Everyone's searching for some kind of magic. Like that's really what life is for each person. So if you can like tap into that in in small talk or like conversation or icebreaker, I think you know you can get farther than just you know the surface. He had this. Uh, he had this line about how when there's there's a line that shouldn't be crossed in small talk because once you cross it, you might be creating a relationship that you weren't expecting to create. <laughs> <laughs> it's like if, if I share something super deep with someone, and then it's like, uh, do they feel like now that 
I've done that we're that close and that we're close to that all the time you know that's maybe something it made me think about the conversations I have on here and how sometimes I feel guilty when when folks share something intimate something like hella real or heavy and yeah. then like at the end I'm just like alright well I'll see you later thanks for coming through <laughs> like, right, next question so uh, what's your favorite color yeah. <laughs> So yeah, like um, it, it made me think of that, and it's still I, th- I think for me something I, I do or something that I'm aware about. Uh, that's why I'm I guess so grateful when folks do share, and I haven't had too many instances, but I think there is energy sometimes where it's like okay that happened, and then there's some folks who like really want to keep the connection alive or like stay in contact, and I'm not I don't want to feel like I'm rejecting them. Because I don't think I am, but it's also for me. I didn't expect, you know, a whole new thing, you know, like a whole new friendship. And friendships are hard. Like if you want a real, true friendship, there's a lot of effort. So it's hard yeah. for me to like, you know, have that friendships as even though as much as I want to, you know, I'm just like somebody you talk to for an hour, and and yeah. you know, we go on from there. Um, well, I will say that the best friendships, in my opinion, are the ones that don't require maintenance. Like you can just like go. Like, I don't know, for, for us, for example, like we haven't spoken like one-on-one in a long time, but I feel like every time we talk, it's like catching up, like it, it, not catching up, but it's like no time has passed, right? It's just like, we're just like picking up where we left off. So other than, you know, the life stuff that has happened, I still feel like we talk the same way that we did, you know, five years ago. Yeah, yeah, no. And I guess that's a good way to put it is the, the low maintenance um, and I think a lot of my friends are like that. I don't think I've had too many friends who, who've been like, yo, man, you haven't been hitting me up or <laughs> anything. Uh, I think the worst it can get is if you like don't respond to text messages for like a long ass time. Um, yeah. But, but I, yeah. someone was just telling me like, you know, a true friend is when they leave you on red because <laughs> you know they'll get back to you eventually <laughs> but a fake friend will get back to you right away because they're like you know insecure about that shit <laughs> like, mm. i gotta say something yeah. back <laughs> like there's comfort and there there's enough comfort between you know two people to know that you know it's nothing personal it's like I'm, I'm gonna get back to you you know yeah yeah i'm like i'm, I'm just doing something <laughs> But uh, it was also like a drunken like statement, you know. <laughs> so I don't know if it was like honest or like a little like a little pain in there. <laughs> uh, <laughs> so we got about five minutes left, man. I want to try this uh, this countdown with you. See if this works right. out. <clears throat> uh, it's it. gonna be word association. You see the thirty-four on your screen. I hope. I do. What are the rules again? Um, so basically, they're one-word answers. I'm just gonna throw as many. Like, I'm going to give you a word and then, like, happy. Then you give me a word back, that first thing that comes to mind. <laughs> Ending. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if that's that's what comes to mind. <laughs> we're we're going to try to get through as many as you can. Uh, right. So you're going to set the bar. So the next person I do this with, I'll tell them, like, what the record is and see if <laughs> people can beat it. All right. Um, let me just get the timer ready. Three, two, one. Lucky. Chances. Uh, burger. King. <laughs> uh, vision. Board. Space. Elon. Bezos. Uh, rocket ship. Um, Safeway. Uh, broke. 
Humble. Beginnings. Ending. <laughs> All right. That wasn't like a fully fleshed out idea yet, but uh No, that was fun. <laughs> I have to count how many we we've done <laughs> when I really heard yeah. that. I have to explain myself because I shop at Safeway all the time, but uh, <laughs> CEO at one of my last companies was like making a joke about people who shop at Safeway. I was like, what? I go there. <laughs> like, Ouch, damn, man. I go to yeah. Safeway all the time. Too. <laughs> I mean, I know, man. like, I go there, grocery outlet if I can, like, it doesn't matter. <laughs> as long as it doesn't, the food doesn't kill me. Yeah, man. I mean, Smart and Final is still one of my favorite places to go. Uh, yeah, all all the cheap place places. <laughs> oh, smart and final. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I never. <laughs> now that's a pro tip right there. Always go to fucking Bevmo. <laughs> Ooh, yeah. Oh, have you been to Total Wine and More? No. Good. Oh yeah, I I like Bevmo, but Total Wine and More is like just uh, imagine a better one. <laughs> uh, a better Bevmo. What's been your uh, choice of drink lately? Uh, it's definitely been tequila. Tequila is like the go-to. Just effective, fast. Uh, Upper. Not too bad on the hangover. <laughs> Upper. Yeah. I mean, they tell yeah. me it's a party. It's like, yeah, tequila and maybe vodka, but tequila is more like, you know, gives you in a good mood. I, I mean, I'm a tequila drinker too. Uh, have you tried the Kirkland Dark Anejo? Mm-mm. No. Dude, it was so popular. It's been sold out for months. And oh, like, wow. Yeah, Costco doesn't know what's coming back, but it was, I, I feel like if anyone who's tried it will swear by it, and it was like $20 for like the 750 milliliter bottle. 20 bucks. Uh, yeah, dude. Um, That's a good deal. It was it was ridiculous, and it was so smooth, and yeah, I was, yeah, I'm not even a drinker like that, but this I could get down with, and I got down with it a lot until it's, uh, until it disappeared. <laughs> I've been sticking to uh, Cazadores as like my go-to. And it's been like that for ever since college, I think. Casadores, that's cool. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm not a. I, I, I prop. I know there's worse tequila than Casadores. Um, <laughs> how do you like hornitos? Hornitos. Uh, hornitos? Eh, I put Casadores okay. over hornitos for sure. Yeah. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> My roommate um, from college put me on Casadores, so he and he's like Mexican, so he he loves that. <laughs> you tried to. <laughs> <laughs> you, you tried the rocks or george clooney's tequilas <laughs> they all come mm. in from the same place it's like the same bottle with the same font and just their signatures are different on there it's, it's funny man like i'm sure someone's going around there like selling it to stars like hey you need to put your name on it you get this much and it's, it's, we'll take care of everything else you know <laughs> there's so many celebrities in the alcohol space like i didn't realize like e e40 obviously like he's got a bunch of drinks got wine also no oh, yeah yeah uh we actually went to the warriors game the other day and he passed by around like had 10 cops oh. surrounding him as he was walking walking past oh, us. really yeah yeah he's and escorted every, <laughs> he was escorted yeah uh, he was coming from one place to another but it was just funny to see how people people went wild like it's e40 and everybody looked and then saw the cops and it, it was just funny um <laughs> But uh, yeah, he, I can imagine that. He has his tequila too, or I know he has the wine. Yeah, he's got wine. Um, 
it's got something called Slurricane, I think. Yeah, yeah you're <laughs> right. I remember Slurricane. Um, yeah. I think that's that mixed drink. But uh, any any questions for me, man? Like, I want to see if you... I, I did like that last yeah. question. You left the other, the next person, which honestly is, is, is you since I'm recording this is the next question. So I won't give you that one. <laughs> any other questions or uh, for the for the next person or for the next person but let me see uh, do you have someone you can call and put on speaker and be like hey you're on a game show right now i need you i need you to answer this question <laughs> <laughs> if not it's cool i'm just asking <laughs> she's sitting right next to me so <laughs> okay <laughs> never mind never mind oh um, uh, yeah that, that's something new i want to try and i have to ask yeah. people that i need to ask them before we start recording but uh yeah it's weird because like i don't really call anyone it's like always <laughs> text now uh but I, feel I think you. but hey i'm gonna call you if that ever is asked asked to me somewhere else <laughs> so you better pick up now i know now i know like that random call from frankie i'm like how the fuck is he calling me right now actually <laughs> I, I i you know what I, I i think i know someone who might but they might be at work is did you want to try it i'm down to try it man let me uh <clears throat> let me give you the question Let's let's spin the wheel and I'll give you a question to ask them. We'll see if this works, man. It'd be crazy if it works. Number twenty-eight. Oh, I mean, this is pretty deep. I don't know if they're gonna want to answer this. <laughs> it's uh, okay. Tell me the question and, and I'll maybe I'll yeah. change my. It's called the uh, the question is why do we have walls? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'll call. Him. I'll I'm calling John right now, putting you on the spot. Oh shit! Let's see. How's audio over there? Okay. I I hear you. I hear the phone ringing. Oh come on, John. Gonna pick up. Oh, it's okay. A streaming service. Go ahead and say why you're calling. Uh. Connecting you now. What? <laughs> Sorry about that. I cut the arm button. <laughs> it's like, no worries, man. Um, I'm on a game show with Jan, and I called you because I'm gonna ask. Or we're asking you a question. You have to answer. Okay. <laughs> what's up, John? Thanks for being on, man. He, he said, "What's up?" Um, what's up, man? Yeah, I got audio coming through my my uh, headphones, so I'll just relay what he's saying. Um, what's the question again? All right, John. Uh, so for for you, the question Frankie landed on was, why do we have walls as people? Why would you say we build our we built up walls? Did you get that? Yeah, I got it. Uh, the reason why people build walls is mainly because uh, we feel some sort of connection to a cave almost, where it's so closure basically away from the sections of the element basically that's the only answer i can think of i got you man i got you um and if, if you don't mind i want to throw this bonus one at you and is uh what what products do you endorse like if they were going to get a john guarantee and like you know i should buy it because you you think it's high quality what, what, what would you say is that product I really don't have an answer for that one. <laughs> it, 
it's all good it's like I, I was super curious man you know uh but right on man i definitely appreciate you picking up frank's call and uh being a part of the show uh i gotta get you on do do your own solo if, if you want to but I'll, I'll reach out to you again yeah thanks bro all right push all right got you man <clears throat> that was fun yeah man <laughs> i mean honestly you've done all three new things um no this is the first episode where we unleashed the wheel on on the screen like that then the 34 countdown and uh you did a guest call yeah did all three man you knocked it out of the park <laughs> all right what do i get uh you get to come back for round three <laughs> <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> But yeah, man. Uh, I mean, I could also send you stickers and whatnot. I did get some 34 <laughs> stickers made. Um, I don't know. We'll we'll figure out merch once there's more more listeners. <laughs> all right, my people will call your people. Sounds good. Sounds good. But uh, all right, man. That was pretty much it. Uh, any last things you'd like to add before we head out of here? Uh, hmm. No, not really. Uh, never play leapfrog with a unicorn. Gotcha. Gotcha. Did you say that before? I feel like someone said that before. <laughs> also uh, from my roommate in college. Uh, so I don't know why it's the first thing I thought of. But, uh, shout good out. advice. Yeah, yeah, no, great, out. great advice. Great shout advice. Shout out to Adolfo. <laughs> um, so if you're watching this on YouTube, we're catching this on Spotify, Apple Podcasts. Much love to y'all. Uh, remember to reach out, reach forward. As always, much love. And we'll catch you guys next time on 34 Questions. Peace.